All right, what's going on, short stack? And every time I hit record, it really I know, you gotta wait a second. Me, really loudly tells me recording, and I'm like, oh my god, please. Um. Anyway, what's up, short stack? We're out here again, recording our podcast for you, and we got a special guest, Dan. Dan, how's it going, brother? It's going great, guys. Thanks for having me on. I feel really excited about it. Heck yeah, dude. Heck yeah. For those who don't know, Dan is Alaska Arsenal. I'm trying to think, would anybody not know that? Maybe. I kind of feel like everyone knows who you are. I'm kind of wondering, too, you guys got to answer me this. I didn't even ask, you know, mm-hmm. before, but is the main reason you guys invited me on because I said my wife likes the podcast too, and I just said <laughs> that yesterday? That's actually That's the only crazy. reason. Yeah. It's the only, literally the only reason. Heck yeah. Yeah. You were last honestly... on our list, and then we're like, you know what? This Dan guy, his wife's cool. <laughs> I've seriously been wanting to get on this. I was like, just kind of like crossing my fingers every week. Like, am I going to be the next one that they ask? And so I subliminally <laughs> put that message out there hoping, and it worked. Oh, that's hilarious. <laughs> wow. The psychology games, you are on top of it. I love it. <laughs> um, cool, man. Well, I let's see. You first, how long have you been playing fantasy football? I think my first year playing was like, I want to say my first year in college. So probably like 2007, 2008. Oh, dang. Okay. Yeah. I played like for a couple of years then, but it was just like, you know, I I don't even know all the terms. You guys are going to have to help me, but it was a single quarterback league and it wasn't mm-hmm. a, and it was a redraft, I guess, what you would call it, redraft league. And mm-hmm. it was fun. And I, and then I got away from it, just playing college football and um, being a student athlete. I just was like, I just, I just kind of want to focus on this stuff. And so only so many things you can give your heart and attention to. But Probably. then after, uh, I think most of the guys know I got to play in the NFL, which is a dream come true and so awesome. But then going to my second year, I hurt my knee. And then mm-hmm. after that, I was like, well, you know, I grew up a fan of football. Like, yeah, it sucks that I can't pursue my dream anymore, but at least I want to, like, I'm just a normal guy from Alaska who loves football, so I want to get back into this. And a guy invited me to the league again. And that was the, that was the year that David Johnson was, like, the consensus number one pick. Yeah. I think it was, like, 2015. I and I got the number one pick in the draft. So I'm like, oh, damn, like, this is dope. This is awesome. I don't really know much about fantasy football, but... I played a couple years ago. So I do the research. David Johnson, no more pick him. Like, sweet. Breaks his wrist first game. Ooh. It was all downhill from there. Oh, I was like, fuck fantasy football. I don't think <laughs> I want to play this anymore. <laughs> and then I honestly didn't play, guys, until Troy invited me 2020 and, oh, uh, in the Empire Collective. So I hadn't played for like five, six years. Oh, wow. And uh, That's quite the reintroduction. Right. And I had no like grid for dynasty and auction. And I just was like, well, what's a better year in time than the quarantine pandemic to learn about right. this? True. And it was the most fun I've had in years. And then you guys are awesome. So that was just like the icing on the cake. I was like, this is so fun. And I almost won. I almost won. But <laughs> yeah, let's go quarantine. What did you, did you get? Do you get fourth, third, or I don't. Exactly I believe I got fourth. Okay. I either lost the semifinal or um, I think I lost the semifinal or something like that. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's dope. Okay. Yeah, you made a pretty solid run. 
barely didn't get the money. But yeah, you you had a nice yeah, run. Let me see. Yeah, you lost to Jordy. That's right. So you oh, Jordy yeah. took third. Mm-hmm. But did Troy beat you in the semis? I don't know. We're not. We're just talking about other leagues right now. Yeah, it looks like Troy beat you in the semis. Mm-hmm. Uh, but yeah, no, that was a that was a fun year. It's awesome. So did so your connection was Troy. Did Dev invite you into fantasy football or re- bring you back, or was it Troy that brought you back? It was Troy. Troy invited me in, okay. and I knew Troy and Dev from Dutch Bros back in the day. Oh. Troy actually trained me, so oh, wow. not only did he sun me in training, he sunned me in the league too. But you know, whatever. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, so that's how I know you. That's funny. Cool. I've never heard that before. <laughs> yeah, been sunned. Troy was my daddy. <laughs> Dutch Bros daddy. <laughs> Dutch, Dutch Bros daddy. DBD. That's awesome. That's awesome. Also, all okay. the subliminal like uh, sexual innu- innuendo references you guys have are really funny. <laughs> so it just Dude. happens inevitably. Right. Dude, I know every single time it happens and that we don't try, I definitely don't try to do them, but I feel like I'm usually the culprit of like. <laughs> yeah, just... I feel like it's. Yeah, it's Caleb. Let's be it's honest. Like, yeah. <laughs> just phrasing issues yeah. that he struggles with, <laughs> and I find hilarious. <laughs> That's good. That's great. Um, okay, so I want to hear. I know you were in the NFL. You played for the Saints. You played for the Vikings. But I'm curious, to, like, rewind it a little bit. You were in high school in Alaska, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Did you get scouted? And then decide you were going to go to, like, try to go to a D1 school? Or yeah. did you, like, how was that process? Like, I'm super curious. Well, it's, yeah, it was nuts, bro. Like, growing up in Alaska, I think we have, I think we have 10 or 9 or 11, one of those numbers, guys that have actually played in the NFL from Alaska. Like, it's. Wow, that, that's a low number. That's not very many. Yeah, it's really low. And so we didn't really have a lot of heroes or people to point to be like, oh, we can do it. So I grew up playing basketball and soccer. Those are actually my first two sports. And I played those all the way through my senior year. And then football, I just play in the streets and just it was fun and, you know, just kind of doing that. But I never was like, I want to play football. I remember Mm -hmm. one, it was like my junior, the summer before my junior year. And we had like this flag football league. And um, it's actually the spring. In spring in Alaska, there's still like snow on the ground. It's like stupid. So mm. the flag football league we played inside. And I remember the quarterback threw this fade and I ran full speed. I caught the pass but ran into the door. Like oh. literally going full speed. Oh. And the door flew open. Somehow I held on to it. I'll never forget the head coach of the time. What? Uh, Bob Garman, who played at Washington State and he played in the league for a couple of years. He... He goes, that's my starting receiver next year, as I like saw stars. So <laughs> that kind of was like, oh, maybe I can play. Um, so then I that's ended up playing dope. my junior year, and I played all three sports my senior year. So college scouts were or recruiters were kind of like, well, he's talented, obviously, but we don't know what sport he's going to play. Number one, and he's not necessarily elite in any one sport. He's like average mm-hmm. to above average in all three. So I kind of got like community college offers and things like that but then back when we made vhs tapes i made like a a tape and sent it out to um my college coach i have connection with the university of idaho it was like hey Uh just give this a look and so they looked at it and they were like hey yeah we'll we'll invite him to walk on 
And so I didn't get a scholarship to Idaho, but it was at the highest level and I wanted to play um, Division One. So I was like, yeah, I'll go there as a walk-on. And that kind of started my journey to uh, earning a scholarship and then getting drafted by the Tampa Bay Bucks. Hey, congrats, the guys. Bucks. Wow. <laughs> Dang. Oh, you were drafted Wait. by the Bucks, and then oh, okay. And then what happened? I was drafted by the Bucks um, in the seventh round, which was a miracle because I broke my arm halfway through my senior year of college. And wow, what was crazy is I was. I'm lead- shocked that you were not a, a UDFA after breaking your arm. That's pretty nuts. Sorry, totally, for but that's crazy. No, dude, interrupt any time. Yeah, it totally was. I. Initially, I was leading the nation halfway through the season in receiving yards at the tight end position. Damn. Wow. Okay. Before I broke my arm, it was crazy. Like, it, I, you know, and then because I was a receiving tight end, they would just run me on corners and um, schemes and all that. But because mm-hmm. I started as a receiver, I was like 180 pounds my senior year of high school. And then senior year of college, I was 245. So I had Ooh. bulked up, but I could still run, you know, and I think the soccer basketball background helped. But I broke my arm, and they were projecting me initially to go, like, third or fourth round, potentially. But then when I broke wow. my arm, they were, like, seventh round, probably free agent. So I get drafted by the Bucks. But what was crazy, guys, it was the year of the lockout, which was 2011. Mm-hmm. So there was, like, $7.2 billion or something that they were going to have with the new TV deals that they had to distribute between the 32 owners. Is it 32? Yeah. 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 And the players uh, union, but they were just in negotiations for forever. So then we actually, after I got drafted, normally go to rookie minicamp. We didn't report. They didn't lift the lockout until like last week of July. So everybody was training like on their own. I'm in Alaska, like training, but we don't even know if we're going to have the NFL season. And my agent's like, Hey, uh, we're going, they're going to lift the lockout. And he goes, (laughs) this is funny too. So then he goes, uh, Josh Freeman was the quarterback at the time from Kansas state. And he's like, hey, I can get you Josh Freeman's number. Just give him a call and see if, like, you can connect with him. Because we couldn't connect with coaches or anything. It was, like, off limits. Um, so I called Josh Freeman. And I'm like, this guy, he's a starting quarterback in the NFL. He's not going to know, like, a 907 Alaska area code. He's not going to answer. I'm like, I'll just leave him a voicemail. Right. The dude answers. Wow. And I'm like, oh, shoot. Like, hey, Josh, what's up, man? I'm Daniel Hardy. You probably don't know who I am. He's like, yeah, no, you are. We just drafted you. I was like, oh, cool. He's like, I was like, hey, are we going to do like seven on sevens? Are you guys doing any training workouts? He's like, yeah, we're actually doing one tomorrow. But do you want to go to a movie with us tonight? I was like, uh. I was like, yeah, dude, what are you guys going to watch? I kid you not. Harry Potter and the Deathly Hallows part one. <laughs> <laughs> That's a cool. trip. And I'm a freaking total nerd. So I'm like, hell yeah, bro. Like, he's like, I love that. Okay. The plot thickens. He goes, all right, Kellen Winslow is going to pick you up. Hmm. I'm a soldier. I'm a fucking soldier guy. <laughs> I have so many Kellen Winslow stories for you on another podcast on another day. But wow, he picked me up. He was so funny, so fun. Didn't realize he was going through some internal demon battle struggles. But yeah. we went to the movies, had a great time. They cut me, though, the day before the last cut. So there's four cuts. They cut me. And then mm. I had five different words. workouts with NFL teams and I was really discouraged and I flew home and actually I prayed I was like you know what God if you want to lead me in another direction other than football I'm okay with yeah. that the very next day the New Orleans Saints 
It's called Fuck. assignment. Wow. It was crazy. That wait, wait. Pretty... Oh, yeah, that's wild. That was 2012? Yeah, and we lost to my childhood team, the 49ers. Alex Smith sucked every year they got he draft, they drafted him. And then the year that I go to the playoffs, my rookie year in the league, then we lose to him. He throws that touchdown to Vernon Davis with 10 seconds left. I was on the sideline for that game. Wow. Uh, Unreal, man. It was, it was gnarly. But a lot of fun. That's awesome. Yeah, no kidding. What a freaking experience. Who was the so you I'm assuming you were not the starting tight end then. Who was the starting tight end ahead of you? My boy Jimmy Graham. That's oh. right. It was Jimmy Graham. Okay. Old man Jimmy who's still rolling a barely, oh, right? He's still out there playing, man. And in honor Crazy. in honor of uh Jimmy in this podcast and in, in preparation, I grabbed the my Seahawks Jimmy Graham jersey just to That's like awesome. That's nice. awesome. <laughs> How is he dude. cool, Jimmy Graham? What's he like? He's so funny, dude. Like he, uh, he's like a huge kid. Like he, um, mm-hmm. like grown ass man on the field, but just like jovial off of it. And he's a pilot. I don't know. Some people don't know that. Oh, um, cool. but he would fly planes, and he uh, would give me shoes. And then one time, I was like, I was like, hey man, how are you gonna pick your uh, wife? Like, how are you gonna decide? Like, you're Jimmy Graham. <laughs> and he was like, no joke. He goes. Well, you know, I got great genes, so I'm gonna have to put her through an obstacle course. Uh, <laughs> there you go. Like, You're insane. <laughs> he's he's trying to make like an elite athlete, like, like a Blake Griffin like, or something. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Dude, have you ever seen um, Alexander Gustafson, the mm-hmm. UFC fighter? Like, yeah. I'm pretty sure, if I remember right, his wife is like just as tall as him, and like. <laughs> They're like both look like Swedish monsters essentially, and I'm like, they're doing something there. That's not, yeah, that's not a coincidence. They're they're the modern day Vikings of the world, yeah, for sure, one hundred percent. Dude, Dang. going back to uh, this is I don't know if we want to jump back real quick. Yeah, go so back. Ke- right. Kellen Winslow, you ref, you're like I'm a soldier, and I was like, what is he talking about? But I just was I pulled up like Kellen Winslow, and like the first thing is like I'm a soldier controversy. Is that what you were talking about? Yeah, yeah. Do you, are you aware of that? I just I don't read know about anything it just about now. that. Please. Okay, so okay, just background on Kellen. Like, obviously, his dad. Well, not a lot of people. My, some people might not know it, but his dad's the Hall of Fame tight end. So, his whole life, he felt like he had to prove his worth and his value. And like, <clears> basically, <throat> he was the second coming of his dad. It was like, yeah, I'm destined for the league. I'm going to the NFL as a tight end, and he did. He got drafted number six overall, like the highest tight end until um. Our boy this year. Pitts. Kyle Pitts. Yeah. Kyle Pitts. Oh, I didn't so, know he was the highest until just now. That's cool. Yeah, he was six overall by the Cleveland Browns. But then what's crazy is he got in a motorcycle accident his rookie year, and then that really messed his knee up. They said before his knee injury, dude, he was like, he was Pitts before Pitts. Like, he was insane. So anyway, wow. but he, he felt like he had so much to live up to. But he um he played with, like, this anger to prove himself that was, like, pretty scary. And... If you look at that clip, I think it's against Tennessee. He's like on a route. They throw a little bubble or screen pass to somebody, and he turns back to get a block, and he like destroys two Tennessee volunteers, and like yeah. one of them, one of them was hurt, and mm. and he's just like they interview him after the game. They're like, "Hey, Kellen, like, how do you feel about like the guy who got hurt?" He was like, "I don't give a fuck." <laughs> like, whoa. He was like, "I don't give a fuck." He's like, "They were trying to hurt me. I'm a, I'm a kill them." He's like, I'm a fucking soldier. And it became like this 
not as uh, popular as Alan Arvison's practice rant, but still pretty popular. Right. Wow. Yeah, he's crazy. He's probably almost <laughs> like a meme at that point. Yeah, yeah. Before, before like memes were memes almost a little bit. Yeah, hundred <laughs> percent. But yeah, that's wow. that around that time, two thousand eleven, like from let's see, I was into football like younger age, but then like two thousand five to probably two thousand fourteen I didn't really care at all. And then I or maybe it was two thousand thirteen, so like I missed a lot of stuff. And then Caleb got me into right. fantasy football like 2014 i want to say and that's when i like mm-hmm. kind of fell back in love from when i was a little kid you know what i'm saying yeah but uh yeah i missed a lot of like this type of stuff you know what i mean like just those big moments totally <laughs> totally well it's the thing i i know i know real football but like it was intimidating to join troy's league and then obviously and then the short stack i was like okay i have one year of experience but this is still like crazy like because you guys have so much fantasy football knowledge i'm i'm learning strategy and all this so i'm like soaking up everything that you guys say on the podcast and like <laughs> dev was kind of like my my go-to guru i'm like dev like what would you do in this scenario and he just was like yeah that's an all right trade or dan don't make that dan and so <laughs> i'll be going back and forth but yeah it's been fun learning from you guys and just how much you can know football, but then when it comes to fantasy football, it's it's a totally different ball game in yeah. some ways. Yeah, it's yeah. a big difference for sure because like I don't really know much about football to be honest. Like, I mean, yeah, man, the on the surface, like what are we we don't know anything. Yeah, <laughs> like, we've talked about it in the on the previous podcast. Like on the surface, right. we know stuff and fantasy stuff, but if you really like, we really don't know that much <laughs> about like schemes and like just real. Right. The real depth of, of football. We're kind of like, duh. Uh, <laughs> Which yeah. is what makes it fun because it oh. you don't have to have ever played the game and you could yeah. like be in this community of like, yeah, we just love the game of football, watching it. And then right. totally. that I think why I've fallen in love with this, like, yeah, you become your own GM. And right, that's the joy right there. It's sure. so addicting. It's like the best kind of addiction you could have. For sure. It's, yeah. yeah. Very yeah. fun. It's also like manageable with a family, which is part of the reason that it's fun for me. Because, like, just like I have a, you know, I have a family, so it's like being able to do something for like two minutes that feels like rewarding and fun. To just pop in and be like, you know, try look at a trade or, you know, whatever, kind of just mess around on the platform. It just kind of meets a need. It's fun. And you can go into the bathroom at work and and make a draft pick. Hundred <laughs> percent. I was doing that so many times, and you know, being a server, it's like, yeah, you can choose. <laughs> like, yeah. But I, I drafted like, my worst team while I was serving. I was just like, oh, it'll be fine. And I'm like serving <laughs> tables. I'm like ringing in food and like drafting <laughs> with the other hand, and my team was trash. It was so bad. So were and, your tips that night, I bet. Yeah, I'm sure they were. I'm sure they were. It's uh, oh, awesome. Well, that's super fun to hear some of that history, man. Wow, that's that's a freaking blast. I'm sure that we could 100% take up the multiple podcasts hearing just stories of of that time of your life. That's really dope. Yeah, I'm here for it, man. It's fun to talk about. Yeah, I bet. Um, you guys want to hear before? All right, I guess we probably don't have yeah, too well. much time. No, go ahead, man. I'm gonna tell you a say? quick story. It was so we're talking about drafting stories when we're in the middle of drafting. So uh, a few years back, 
shit, I was in Missoula. So this is probably like four years back, maybe five, mm. yeah, like five years. We were drafting and it was kind of like late at night and I was drafting towards the end of my um, shift. I was doing delivery, appliance delivery. And like, so I'm drafting in the, like getting off work. I'm like, all right, I'm going to go pick up some food at like Buffalo Wild Wings. Still drafting, like super hooked in. And I'm like standing outside of Buffalo Wild Wings. And I hear like this cop car <laughs> or uh, the siren go off. And I hear like a window smash. And someone's just booking it. And uh, they turn, they come what? around the corner of Buffalo Wild Wings, like booking it towards Buffalo Wild Wings. And he was like, maybe my height and builds, so maybe like 5'11", a little bit stocky kind of a guy. And he's booking it right past me. And this, I hear this cop like yelling at him to stop. And I'm like, it's that moment. Like, I'm like, I should either like step in here, like a, like a split second. I was like, let me just knock him on his ass. Like just tackle him. Like that won't be hard. Like as I'm drafting. And then I'm like, yeah, but I also don't want to get stabbed. I don't know what's going on. And like, he ran right past me and I was like, nah. And I let him go and the cop ran by me. And, uh, He's like, where'd he go? I was like, oh, yeah, uh, in Buffalo Wild uh, Wings. <laughs> Turns out the guy got away. He worked at Buffalo what? Wild Wings, and he hit, the manager let him hide in a closet. Wow. What? Um, and he was smashing out windows, like, at a bar or some shit. I don't remember what he was doing, but. What a trip. And I remember after, like, afterwards, I was like, I'm such a pussy. God. <laughs> no, man. It's, it's, like a, it's like a cornerback. Here's some football. It's like a cornerback who sees. Dalvin Cook come in yes. to the end zone. Derrick Henry. Derrick Henry, and he's like, he's going to score. Do I really want to make contact? He's like, no, I'm going to make a business decision. I'm going to, I'm just, we're going <laughs> to live the play fight another down. And here you are drafting five, six years later. Yeah, Ankle exactly. Biters. And Ankle I wanted biters. to make sure my next draft went down. And, you know, <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> That's funny. But yeah, it was, it was just an interesting, like, in the middle of a draft an interesting thing happened that uh yeah. i don't know anyways kind of we're just going on tangents and this so this is fun but um speaking of being a pussy you are definitely not a pussy you fought in, in mma and, oh wow uh, that's true. amateur you yeah. in amateur ufc stuff um and i don't think we've talked about that yet uh Dude. no yeah, yeah i no. will say that i i held bags for my little brother once and i thought he broke my freaking arm just kicking <laughs> kicking me dude i swear to you i was i held it up top and the top of my body i swear my teeth like clattered together like this huge bag he kicks me and i'm just like what is this what it's like to hold bags what the hell dude i mean yeah i remember time, that you were what like 220 or something like that 230 how, yeah, how big were no, you when you were fighting? Like, yeah i was about uh let's see at that time like 215, yeah. 220. So you're you're a yeah. big boy, but dude, I could not believe that. And I and I wrestled in high school, so it's not like I'm a total pussy. But like we rolled a little bit and I was like, what is happening to my life right now? Like it's just such a different experience like connecting with someone who's training for a fight. It's just like another world, dude. <laughs> dude that's yeah. a... Go yeah. ahead. I will say that like like actually watching and and you guys say what you were going to say but watching your brother fight in a cage was one of the worst experiences of my life like the first one was fine because you won but then you <laughs> lost yeah. the next one 
and it was like the worst experience of my life. I had to like turn away. It was it was so hard. <laughs> for sure. I was going to say you're not a pussy getting in uh, like sparring with somebody who's training for a, a fight like right and you're not, you're not training you're just like a you're not a sparring partner you're just like hey i'm family i'm just gonna get him off the street yeah dude That's yeah insane. he came to visit he came to visit in missoula and i was like dude let's like let me show you what it's about a little bit like uh we'll kick we'll hit some bags maybe do some jujitsu like not fun not fun <laughs> jesse you're a beast i don't care that you lost although it is crazy when you watch somebody that you know fight. I've done that oh before in Vegas, and really? it was, like, so intense. Bro, it's so intense. So the first fight was fine. Like, it was, you know, I was so nervous. I feel like I might have been more nervous than Jesse, if that's even possible. But I yeah. had to, like, watch him from far away because I'm in San Diego, and he's in Montana. I wasn't able to fly up, but, it, you know, he ended up being able to take the guys back and just choked him out. And it was like, okay, cool, we won. Like, it's all good. Dude. And then the second fight, he fights this guy who is just so long. He's just <laughs> so lanky. A lot more experience, too. He had a lot of fights. Really, really experienced. ton of fights. He's a guy that was, like, very overweight, but then lost all this weight and became a beastly fighter. Mm. And, um... Anyway, so <laughs> Jesse just could not get inside his range at all. And so this guy is just picking him apart. And he ends up going against the side of the cage. And the guy is just teeing off on him while he covers. And then Jesse just rolls over on his back and is trying to defend. And yeah. the guy is just like over the top of him. Pound, his head is just bouncing off of the canvas. Oh. And I'll just never forget that in my whole life. And Jesse got a concussion, and you can speak to it, Jesse. But, you know, it was just absolutely brutal. The worst part about the whole thing is <laughs> Jesse's trying to get inside him. And the fight, you know, ends in the first round. I'm trying, to, trying get to get inside, inside him? Come on, dude. There's some <laughs> fucking not overly gay references like that, bro. <laughs> Jesse just trying everything he can to get inside this guy. Dude. I follow though. I follow. I follow. No, no, no. Yeah, yeah. I was trying to get inside his range. Yeah. Anyway, go ahead. So funny. Jesse's like, dude, I did crying not over here. Podcast today. So to hear about how I got my ass whooped. Yeah. Right. Right. Guys on the oh, podcast, man. like, was he cage fighting or was he was Caleb watching a gay porno? That <laughs> yeah. was in? What the fuck? No. <laughs> anyway, yeah, this kind of took a turn, but it was brutal. Uh, it was brutal. Yeah, I know. I got yeah, my ass beat. Beat. <laughs> beat for sure, dude. Oh, yeah. man. So, did the guy have like a, a Muay Thai background? Like, he was more of a striker? Actually, yeah. Yeah. He was like kickboxing. He had like kickboxing fights and like Muay Thai. Yeah. Um, that's tough. Yeah, man. And I just, I was still in the phase of like where I was cutting. I was trying to lose weight and I was doing like tons of cardio, but I wasn't, I was neglecting my strength training way too much. Like, because mm -hmm. there's a lot of things to focus on in MMA. There's so right. much like jujitsu, striking, wrestling, like all that. And I just wanted a really good gas tank, which I had. Like, my gas tank was great. But my strength training was atrocious, and he he was just overpowering me and just, yeah, just teeing off on me, bouncing my head off the canvas like a basketball. Uh, <laughs> but 
And that's, I mean, I do want to get back into MMA for my revenge. Not against him, but just in general. Like, I just want to get another win so I can, like, avenge myself a little bit. But, um, bro, what if the Short Stack Dynasty podcast came to that fight? <laughs> That'd be crazy. That'd be a little bit of stress because then everyone would give me total shit if I got. Uh, oh, no, they'd be supportive, dude. No way, man. Honestly, getting in a ring with another human being and just being like, okay, now kill each other, like, yeah. and, dude, it's like the closest you get to being a gladiator. Like, no matter what happens in there, you're just a total badass for even stepping in there. It's insane 100%. It's Fight Club, baby. Yeah, yeah it really is. Yeah, yeah. It really is. All right, let's talk some fans football. Um, and I guess I don't even I don't know how long we've been going, but who cares. It's just for a few people. We'll just we'll just chill. Um, all right. So your draft, you are. Let's see. The things that really marked your draft in the beginning is that you were the only guy to take two quarterbacks in the first two rounds, which I don't mind. But what were you coming into the draft thinking that's what you wanted to do, or did that just kind of happen to fall to you? Yeah. You know, I I didn't know exactly. Again, I don't have a ton of experience with this, and so. For me, I was like, I kind of wanted to do an opposite approach of what I did in the Empire Collective. So the Empire Collective, for those who don't know, is like this auction draft. And I just got super lucky and barely outbid a couple people for Dalvin Cook and Christian McCaffrey. So I was like super running. That was like exhilarating and a really fun draft and experience. But I was like, okay, I'm running back heavy in that league. And because I also had Miles Sanders and uh, Miles Gaskin. Um, right, right. I traded Sanders. So anyway, <clears throat> I was like, I kind of want to focus on something different. And in this league, I'm like, well, it's super flex. So there's already a premium on quarterbacks. So I'm going to just see who's there at seven. And uh, Dak came around and I was just like, let me see. One, two, three, four, five quarterbacks that already came off. And I'm like, if I, if I want to focus on a different position and I don't really want to take Tyreek Hill number seven and I'm not going to take any running backs. I guess I'll just take the highest uh, rated quarterback and Dak was there. I really felt strongly like he was going to have a really good season this year and um, he was there. So then on the turn, um, some really good guys were getting drafted and I was just like, okay, who's, who's available. There's like Nick Chubb, there's Calvin Ridley, there's those guys. But I was like, what if I just double down and get two light-skinned quarterbacks. How <laughs> and, um, and so I did. I just kind of locked up those guys, and I was like, I'm set. I'm pretty much set at quarterback, and I can just kind of pick and choose really good receivers and young receivers and, and kind of draft for a win later team versus a win now that I have more kind of in the, the other league. So I wanted to draft young, even though Russell is not, Young, he's young in quarterback years nowadays. Oh um, man, he'll play for like five years more at least. Yeah, yeah. And, and two guys like basically in their prime. I'm like, I feel really good about this start, and then we'll kind of just see what happens from there. Totally, totally. Then goes back to you with CD Lamb, and I mean, yeah, I love the CD Lamb pick because I mean, if you even think about Justin You're, uh, versus CD Lamb, are you away from your mic? It's still pretty low right now. Oh, is it pretty low? Let me get back. Now are you good? Better. Yeah. Um, yeah. I mean, if you even think about like C.D. Lamb versus Justin Jefferson or something like that, there's really not a ton that separates them. I mean, J- J- Justin had 
a historic season, so obviously he's going to be drafted pretty high. Um, but I think Lamb is just as good, like talent wise. So I don't know. What were you just excited about Lamb there? Wanted to be young, future. Yeah, totally. I was like, he's. I love CD Lamb. Like he's. I thought he could have been rated the number one uh, receiver out of that class, um, just based on his his age, his his attributes, his productivity, and the fact that he's paired up with like a bona fide studded quarterback. And I'm like, I'm not really a Cowboys fan, but it would be kind of cool to have the Dak stack attack. Where it's like, oh, dude, totally. I'm, I'm going to be watching as many Cowboys games as I can this year because I'm like, oh, you know, two of my favorites on there. And I think the fact that Michael Gallup wasn't guaranteed to be back, Amari mm-hmm. Cooper's, um, he's not old, but he's not, he's not like a first couple years in the league kind of receiver. He has some years on him, some knickknack injuries. So I'm like, I could see CD Lamb being like the number one receiver for years to come. Right. And I was like, it's kind of early in the third round, but I just, I got excited and, and I was like, let me, let me, let me get this guy. And he's young. Again, I was like, I want to draft young from here on out in the draft as, as young as I could. Totally. Yeah. I think that's really cool. That's a fun, fun strategy. I think um, the term that's kind of been coined more popularly this year in the dynasty community is called the productive struggle, um, which <laughs> is essentially like, you know, generally with the productive struggle, if you were going to go all in on that strategy, you would get really young guys, but then also trade away your starter, your starter dynasty draft picks for future rookie picks and different like combos of young guys and, and future picks. And then you would kind of ramp that up and with all that value, future value and kind of try to hit a spike where you have like a super dominant team. So it's kind of the same idea, just not trading for those rookie picks. Um, and then let's see, you came back around to Travis ETN, which I mean, yeah, it goes with the, it goes with the theme for sure. Um, and then you went on this kind of like wide receiver run of, of three wide receivers that I like a ton. So, um, but I think the big story of your draft is really, we talked about it on prior podcasts, but that you drafted three wide receivers in a row and kind of <clears throat> didn't go running back. And so, you know, that was like the, oh, that's like a pretty bold, that's like an interesting take. What was kind of, what was kind of your thought and ideas about that? Yeah, well, I love the terminology, productive struggle. That's essentially what I did um, without totally. even knowing it, um, which is fun having that explained. And and I think with the Etienne pick too, I, I even in hindsight, you know, there's always picks where you're like, maybe that was a little early. And for me, I'm like, I think I was still trying to figure out what I want to do. I went in thinking, do I want to do the productive struggle slash zero running back strategy? And that's kind of what mm-hmm. I was like. I think I kind of want to try that just to see. Because again, I wanted to go totally. opposite of what I did in the previous draft with Cook and McCaffrey. And I kind of got burned because McCaffrey got hurt. And so I was like, I mean, running backs are so volatile, like with their health. It's like, let, right. let me invest in something different. And so, but then Travis being there, I, I didn't watch a ton of college football, but when I watched him play, I just, he really jumped out. And I think sometimes just being a form, former athlete, some guys just pop and you're like, oh yeah, he, he mm. has the it factor. Totally. And with him, I, he just kind of had the it factor. And, and, and then I looked at his, I didn't realize his production in college. He's like, has the highest number of yardage, I think, in the SEC or something in history. Like, oh, so I'm really? like, 
yeah, something stupid. I don't totally quote me on that, but he's up there. But anyway, yeah. he just he just really was like a guy who, again, as a rookie, I kind of need a running back, and I'm probably not going to draft one for a while. Let me just lock at least one of them up. So I went point five zero, that point five running back strategy. <laughs> but then, um, yeah, continuing on, I was like, I I do want to compete this year though, and so. Mm. that's why I was like, I want to get guys that aren't necessarily just rookies. So DJ Moore, he was there. He's young. Devontae Smith, mm-hmm. rookie, but he's probably the he's only target. Part. Jerry Judy, second year guy, baller. And I'm just like, mm-hmm. I, I like what I was seeing. Edmonds, you know, we'll see how he does, but I feel good about him. But then, oh, yeah. but then what you just said about trading starters, I was like, the opportunity came with Dak. And that's part of I knew people weren't going to have the best quarterbacks situation um, just based off of drafting other positions. And so when I got a couple offers for Dak, I was like, well, if I'm going to do this, I'm, I'm going to have to get like a, some good stuff in return. And I heard you guys saying like, yeah, Dan might have won the draft on what's that app that you can kind of or that website you can look at. Yeah. Yeah, like, and even on those, I didn't even know about that when I made the trade, but I saw it after. I was like, oh, yeah, cool. Um, but for me, I was like, well, I can get a, I can get somebody who can com- help me compete this year with Zeke. But then also, I think people might want Zeke as well. And so, and I, a couple weeks after that, I start, or maybe like the next week, I, I got a couple offers for Zeke. It didn't totally work out, but he's still available. So it's like, it's, you know, mm. guys listening. So <laughs> for the right price, you could have, you know, a guy in his prime, 26 years old. But I'm like, oh, yeah. if, if not, you can help me play this year. And, and I got a light-skinned quarterback in return in Jordan Love. So I'm like, <laughs> hey, keep him with the theme, right? I'm trying to keep the name, you know, it just, it, you know, me being light-skinned myself. So that That's was awesome. such a classic um, dialogue by you guys, by the way. That was so, or by those. Oh, those no, guys. yeah, the, the guest podcast guys. Oh, Unbel- I literally laughed out loud. <laughs> That was it great. was so, so yeah, but yeah, that's kind of was my thought process and, and strategy okay. going into it. Yeah, cool, man. No, that's dope. I think I think it seems like what you part of what you were doing is just trying to learn more the intricacies of the game by trying something different each time you drafted, yeah. and so which I think that's pretty awesome and and a, a good way to learn. Um, Patrick Mahomes too is a light skinned quarterback. I guess you got to go out and get him now, huh? Dev, you, Dev, what we got to do to make this happen, man? <laughs> You're going to trade away your whole team. Yeah. <laughs> yeah Dev will take your soul, bro. <laughs> Mike Gesicki, Jameis Winston, a first, and I'll wow. even throw in Dawson Knox. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> wow, bro. So generous. So generous. Man. Wow. Incredible. I saw, actually, funny you say that because. Just uh, last night, I saw Dawson Knox make a nice catch in the preseason. <laughs> so you got to trade them when they're hot. You know what I'm saying? That's right. Bro, trade them at the peak. <laughs> your sadness and your voice on the last podcast for that trade you made um, with the Watson. I just, I was like, man, I'm really enjoying this podcast, but I felt like I just watched Romeo and Juliet. Like it was like, <laughs> yeah, a little bit of a downer. Yeah, it was like a classic, and then it just like, but the ending was just like, oh man. But it was great. That's funny. (laughs) Trade regrets are real. (laughs) I felt that. I felt that. Um, 
That's awesome. Yeah, let's see. And then, yeah, you're talking about Edmonds, Gasicki. Gasicki, man, Tua looked good this preseason. I know it's just a preseason, but yeah, Tua was, Tua was dropping some dimes. I mean, a lot of it was real short stuff, but the longer, he had a few long throws, and I thought, man, I had a lot of zip on that ball. I, I like that. Um, People really underrate hip yeah. injuries. Dude, well, I'm saying hip injury, like, yeah. he had a, a significant hip injury, and it's so immobilizing. I mean, and it took out Bo Jackson. You know, it's like right. he never came right. back. So you really right. have to be careful with those. And he just, yeah, looks so much more confident. And mm-hmm. it's good. You got that, like, upper body rotation, too. I think people underestimate what it takes to throw a ball that hard. You got you to gotta throw your whole body weight into it. And totally. it's in a chunk of your hip. It's going to be pretty hard to do that. For sure. Um, <laughs> Jesse, do you have any... Uh, thoughts here oh man let's see do you you ended up trading with brian edwards right i did he kind of pulled a fast one on me on that i i was at work i'm not gonna lie and we were going back and we probably went back and forth it was with woody right yeah 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 yeah. we probably sent eight trades back and forth and it was to the point where we, I was, I was like, I really want to make one, but yeah. I know how bad he wants Dak, and he's going to be like in the driver's seat, so I can kind of push the envelope, asking for more than maybe just because he's in desperate, desperate mode. But I also like, I want to make trades where both people feel good. So I was like, if I, if I significantly win, I actually have a guilty conscience. <laughs> like, like, yeah, totally, I, man. I, I'm not the guy that's like, fuck him, like, <laughs> um, right. So I wanted him to feel good about it. And so when he sent it, I was like, this feels even and I'm winning on the calculator. But then I looked at it later. And I was like, oh, shit, like Brian Edwards, they're saying it's like Terrell Owens in practice. And I'm like, oh, no, <laughs> that Brian <laughs> Edwards hype is building up this preseason. So you're always going to have some of that. But I'm like, you For know sure. what? Like, you know, more power to him. That was a that was a shrewd move. And um, again, I, I think it still was even and I think he, and we'll see. It's like you never know. You know what I mean? For sure. You never know. I like John Gruden, but they're kind of running a shit show in in Oakland. Right. Darren Waller's also the number one target. So it's like, I think Brian Edwards can have a good year, you know? So, but we'll see. Yeah. It's definitely possible that he he doesn't, I mean, he doesn't like match up to like his hype because that happens a lot. I mean, it honestly does. We're like the third guy. Sometimes someone who's a little deeper, like everyone's like, oh, it's his breakout year. He's going to take over. But Hunter Renfro's good. Ruggs is good. Waller's good. Like, it's not like he's, uh, you know, he might come out and be the number one or whatever. But, uh, right. you know, yeah, we'll see. For sure. Is that me? What's that? Is there like a loud noise or is that just? That's in my house. That's just in your house, dude. Oh, that is just in my house. Okay, never mind. Oh, that's my baby. She loves the little door stoppers, you know, like on the back of doors. Oh, the she springs? loves to just like, she loves to just like slap them over and over. It's like endless entertainment. <laughs> the cutest thing ever. Um. Okay. Cool. Well, I think that was a pretty good review of your team. It's gonna be really interesting to see where you're able to go from here. Um. Yeah. Super interesting. And then. 
it's yeah, it's kind of fun to be able to get on the pod and be like, uh, if you're looking to buy Zeke Elliott, I'm willing, <laughs> willing to talk about it. So there's that. Totally. Dude, actually Zeke um really like looking lean, bro. Like, mm-hmm. uh, like compared to what he was looking like last year, I feel like I was like, Oh, he's, he's put on a little bit of weight. But then coming into this year, I'm like, Whoa, who is that guy? What the heck? He looks lean and ripped. I'm like, Zeke about yeah. to eat. Refocused ready like he has looks like he has something to prove and i think yeah. he i got i just got a good feeling about him he just i mean obviously yeah again running backs are volatile but a guy 26 coming back with something to prove he didn't he didn't run i, I mean how many carries did he have last year let's see i don't know he had he was definitely yeah. carrying the rock he only had 244 i mean in previous mm-hmm. seasons he had 300 so it's like right a little bit, maybe, maybe a little bit more fresh. You know, we'll see what mm-hmm. happens. A little mm-hmm. bit more balanced. You, you have him in another league, right? I do. Yeah, I do. I was pretty stoked. Um, I got him <laughs> in the third round. In a remember when you offered? I think you offered Zeke a first round pick and something else for Christian McCaffrey. Yes. I, like, would you have regretted making that trade? Oh, I mean that. That's funny. If you would have, because t- you had him in, you have him in uh, the other league, right? Yeah, quarantine empire, yeah. quarantine. Yeah, dude, that would have been crazy. If you, you, you looking back, would have loved to have taken that trade, probably, because I was, I was like handing you the world there. Um, yeah, and then you CMT bad, plus... goes down, and yeah. you would have had a good chance to like actually win the league outright. And have picks on top of that. That would have been crazy. Totally, yeah. That's one of those in hindsight. It's like, oh, maybe. But he looked bad. And I think you also offered mm-hmm. him after Dak was, like, gone. Mm-hmm. So I was kind of mm-hmm. like, he's not going to really, like, there's eight, nine-man boxes that he's running against every week. 100%. 100%. Yeah. He goes down a little bit without Dak, for sure. But, yeah, yeah. that's interesting. It is interesting. It is interesting. I think his value is really connected to Dak, obviously. Like that, you know, and but with the, the O line being back, I think Dak probably ends up playing, but that elbow is definitely a concern. Um so yeah. That, that, that it was his sh- I think it was his shoulder. Was it his shoulder? I thought it was his elbow. Isn't it like uh, a pitcher? Doesn't he have like a pitcher injury? I thought are you talking about in preseason? Yeah. Like right now. Yeah, I'm I was pretty sure it was a uh, shoulder. Let me check. Mm. Jesse, I also got a quick question for you, man. Yeah. What's uh, up? Uh, over under how many weeks? Uh, over under four weeks where Travis Etienne replaces James Robinson. Dude, a- you're really gonna draw. You're really gonna bring this up right now, dude. <laughs> <laughs> um, I think That's- it's gonna take. I think it's gonna take longer, but. <laughs> I do too. I just see him starting on your team, and I'm like, how can I dig on him a little bit? <laughs> yeah, no, that's like it's funny because yeah, that's the that's the big thing because you took ETN round four, and I took uh wait let's see yeah you took ETN round four I took Robinson <laughs> round six, so yeah. yeah I mean we're gonna see I'm really hoping that I mean it's just so hard because NFL teams. They, if they paid a ton of draft capital, like he's just gonna get all the opportunities in the world, like ETN. Right. 
you know, even if, and I was reading something where it was like Robinson had like some, like the most opportunities of any running back last year in like passing receiving or some ridiculous, like he got so much action that like, it wasn't like he was hyper efficient. He just had so much opportunity. And uh, now his opportunities are going to go down. And if his efficiency isn't there, like he might just start getting phased out and I'm going to be, Really depressed about it, but it is what it is. So, uh, if anyone's <laughs> looking to trade for James Robinson, he's on the block. <laughs> <laughs> well, you got some killer Jays, man. So, you know, you'll still have some other killer Jays. Yeah, all the Jays for sure. <laughs> um, honestly, that's something that I is like a weakness of my game in fantasy. I think in Dynasty, particularly, that I trade guys when their stock is low, like we were talking about. Sean Watson, how his stock is the lowest it's probably going to be for a long time. Um, you know, it's like when those ambiguous situations where you're not sure what's going to happen, that's where you win championships, like where you take a shot at a guy where people are down on him for whatever reason, and then he turns out he has a ton of value. So you don't win the draft in the first three rounds. Those guys are all like pretty obvious. It's been to those middle and mid-late rounds where you get guys that are falling for some you know reason then you decide which one has the value so right well i mean on that note you're trying to train trade guys at the highest um value mm-hmm. you know i love my boy dk so <laughs> i, mean, I actually yeah i don't even know if he's reached his value yet actually <laughs> that's that's real he's he's gonna uh he's gonna turn super saiyan for another dragon ball z reference i was talking to jesse earlier about what awesome. were we talking about? Instant trans- oh, split gate. We were talking about gaming. It's- I was talking about split gates, like uh, Halo meets Portal, and mm. for all yeah, us talking about that, yeah, oh, yeah. Game is pretty fun. I'm kind of trash at it. I, I get triggered. I just, <laughs> just spray. I just spray so much. It's terrible. <laughs> That's amazing. I used to be good at first person shooters. I mean, you know, me and Jesse used to. Uh, well. It started with me. I started going to little tournaments, playing Halo, going really, oh. really hard. Yeah, I was like thirteen. I started doing it, like Halo One, Fine. and then um, started going to tournaments. We started winning like prizes, money, gifts, different things, and we made like what? a team. And yeah, and then I I was really into it for probably three or four years. And then Jesse was three years younger than me. He started playing, and I kind of stopped playing. But he became better than I ever was, and he traveled to like other states, and like he got ranked in one v ones. At one point, Jesse was the best player in the United States. What? And, yeah, in Halo. Yeah, I'm a nerd. That's true. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, a nerd that can that fights MMA, bro. This is insane. I love this. This yeah. This, the podcast might have to get changed to um, Jerds. Jerds? <laughs> oh yeah, like jock nerds. Like jock nerds. There you go. Yeah, that's, that's that's the way to go. Just because you guys were talking about maybe shifting it, but I love short stack and I love the design. Um, that's insane. And then Jesse found out that he was um like the character in Ender's Game, where he was actually <laughs> fighting real battles. I I love that. Uh, oh, by the way, Ender's no, Game. No oh, spoilers yeah. or anything, but Ender's <laughs> Game is a great book. If you haven't read that book yet, guys, <laughs> <laughs> for our literary nerds. Yeah, exactly. No, um, yeah, Jesse is. Uh, he he gets focused on things. We both joke a lot about how 
we have something in our blood where we just get really addicted to stuff and really like we're just like horses with blinders on we just get like really into stuff which is fun because we love like to do poker, it together uh, but, going to world yeah, like, series like, of poker a couple years ago dude that totally was we, we went to the world series of poker like we're just we just randomly get really into stuff and just study it like for me we both do this but like we just study things like really deep when we get into it and i don't know it's like in our blood it's, it's i don't know it's crazy Some kind of totally, DNA. totally resonate with that like i'm in uh, school for acting now and so i'm like mm-hmm. just oh, nice. studying film and books and just that's it's awesome. funny you guys mentioned poker because that was the first place i met you guys and didn't really really know who you were oh yeah, yeah. i I totally didn't even know that was you. And even when Caleb was like, this is Daniel from our league, I was like, who's Daniel? <laughs> and I, like, I felt retarded. I realized I later, like, and I was like, oh, shit. Yeah, yeah, the yeah. guy with the troll mustache selfie. Yeah. Um, I had to be like, Alaska Arsenal. He's like, oh, yeah. <laughs> Relian, Relian. No, yeah, yeah, yeah. I, and I'll never forget Jesse losing um, oh, that all-in uh, hand and not going on tilt. I mean, I knew you were pissed. But you lost with so much class, and I was like, I got a lot of respect for that guy. <laughs> yeah. Thanks, man. Yeah, I mean, poker's just one of those games where that's what you uh, – it's just the way it goes. Like, you go on with aces, and someone calls you with jacks, and they bink a third jack on the river, and it's like yeah. – <laughs> And then they start, they start throwing a party like they just got drafted in the NFL. And I was I like, oh, come so on, funny. dude. Win with <laughs> class too. The guy, he just was like, yeah. <laughs> he was that so dude funny. is a total luck box. He had no idea what he was doing. Right. Dude, I know. I he, yeah. I want to definitely hear more about uh, the dub sop though on another day. Mm. World Series Poker. That's insane. I've always wanted to play in that. It's so cool. Yeah, yeah, it was just yeah. a circuit. It was a circuit. Event, we didn't. So. Yeah, we didn't play in the main event. I've been. I've been a couple of times. I actually went to Vegas when the World Series main event was going, and I played in some smaller events. But me and Jesse just went to like a. There's like a tour that they do. The World Series does a tour around the United States, and um, we played in an event, and it was a blast. It was a. It was a super super fun. I mean, I bubbled. I like went right, right up to the bubble and almost got into the money. Like wow. when, Day one was like just um, ending. I think it was a two. Maybe the final table was like on day three, but I think it was a two day event for the main draw. And then the third day was going to be the final table. But um, yeah, I was so close and I I tried to bluff a pro. And <laughs> I don't know what I, 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 there was just something inside me that was like, I just want the story of like, oh, yeah. <laughs> of pushing against a pro. Uh-huh. And he sat there and just stared me down for like five minutes. And oh I, my he was just, god! He was like looking right through my soul, dude. At one point, <laughs> I was like, I was "Like, just call me and make me look like an idiot, please. This is torture. Like, a, you know that I'm lying at this point. Please just call." <laughs> oh my god! <laughs> it was brutal. But I was playing so solid up till then, and then yeah, like a dummy, I I popped off. But um. Yeah, that was fun. That was like a seven, six, seven hour session, and I was so close to making it to day two. But yeah, are you just like nervous the entire time you're at the table, or do you kind of start settling in? You definitely start settling, but when you get in big hands, you still get huge spikes of adrenaline. I mean, it's yeah. just so much, so much potential money on the line, and you know, thousands and thousands of dollars you could potentially win, and so it's it's tough not to get really nervous. But yeah, 
here I am trying to have a friendly whatever weeknight that was evening of poker, and I'm going up against rounders at the table. <laughs> I'm sitting <laughs> sitting with Caleb. Yeah, he ran, uh, he ran the house that night. I did. <laughs> he did. Was, That's insane. Yeah. He won. That's insane. The kid at the end, when I was heads up with him at the end, was so funny, man. I mean, he didn't – he was, like, new to poker. He didn't really know what was going on. He had more chips than me, and I probably had a quarter of his chips. And we're heads up, and he looks at me. And I look at him, and I'm like, hey, man, um, I'm, I'm cool to split the pot if you are. He's like, well, I'll give you, like, a quarter of the pot. I was like, nah, let's play heads up. And I just <laughs> destroy him. <laughs> and and uh, we get to now, a point where I have significantly more chips than him. And I look at him and I'm like, hey, dude, I know you're new to this game, so I'm going to split the pot with you. But do you know, just so you know, <laughs> that is funny. <laughs> we just like split the pot. But he's, uh, his eyes started getting big when he started losing all his chips. It's pretty funny. The slow um, yeah, the slow bleed. And of course, poker, there's obviously a big element of luck. So obviously, you know, no matter how good you are, you're going to lose all the time. Um, cool. Well, that was a fun podcast, man. Thanks for coming on. That was, that was really fun. Oh, you guys are the best, man. I seriously been looking forward to this. So uh, that's awesome. Yeah, good I like, luck. I like yeah, how we great. hit on so many different subjects. That was, that was a blast. I know. I feel like we need to start converting these more into like just. Like, they don't need to be strictly fantasy football. You know I agree. I mean? like, yeah, I agree. I think it was more entertaining and more fun, actually, to to just hit on fantasy. but Talk to, about like, stuff. Just and like, yeah. 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 I had a blast, man. You guys are awesome. Thank you for having me. Heck yeah, dude. Heck yeah. Well, cool. Shortcast. Uh, shortcast. Shortcast. Ooh, hey. Whoa. Ooh, shortcast. Shortcast Uh-oh. podcast? I might actually. <laughs> it's I like might a... just hit on something on accident. It's like uh, you'd have to have a midget fly fishing though for the <laughs> for the logo. Uh yeah, we could do that. I mean, oh, yeah. that's actually fantastic. Yeah, Dev, was, I'm gonna have you any get on that. I mean, that's so wrong. I'm so sorry if you're shorter and you just heard that. <laughs> I'm really sorry. If you're height challenged, if you're yeah vertically challenged, that's awesome. That was All right, boys. Thanks for coming on, and uh, we will catch y'all later. Bye-bye.